I want to say a quote before I pray, okay? If God is making you wait, then be prepared to receive more than, the, than what you're asking for. Amen? Father God, I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, you see every need in this place. You see everything that people are waiting for, Lord God, in the position they're in, Lord God, whether they're in a good place, bad place, whether they're stuck, Lord God, whether they have questions and wondering, when they feel like they don't hear from you, Lord God. I pray that you prepare their hearts, Holy Spirit, to receive more, Lord God, more than what they're asking today, Lord God. That you go beyond and above, Lord God, what we could think or imagine, Father God. And I pray you just have your way with your people, Lord God. I pray our hearts will be open, Lord. I pray you cease all distraction in our minds, all worries that are in our minds right now. And I just speak peace over your people, Lord God, to receive your goodness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read from Acts 3, verses 1 to 20. If you guys got a iPad, phone, because you guys can follow along. So one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at, the, at three in the afternoon. Now when a man was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them, about, asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them, gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became, became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple called gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. I'm going to do like a little illustration with you guys. This man, can you imagine 42 years? In the next chapter, it talks about it. For 42 years, this man's been out there, been putting him out in front of the gate to beg for money. And because of his infirmities, because of his, his injuries, and he couldn't walk since birth, he wasn't allowed into the temple. So he, for his, he, all he knew was that life outside that temple. I was, I was, when I was preparing this message, I was thinking of the little mermaid. <laughs> I want to be where the people are. I want to see, I want to see them dancing. I can imagine being in a place for so long where all you know is sitting out there asking for change. Every time, every single day, you got, the only opportunity you got is to sit out there, see people going in and out to worship in the temple, but you couldn't enter in. All your skill was was to ask for change. And for years, he lived out there. Oh, he was like an outcast, always living outside the gate. And I want to ask you today, how long you've been living outside the gate? Some of us, all we know is what we were taught. So you learn how to live outside. You learn how to live in the street. You learn how to live a certain way. Then you come to Christ and we say, oh, now your life has changed because you found Jesus. But all you know how to live is outside the gate. And you sometimes we, we, we go through these trials where we never enter in. We never fully enter into the joy. We look at people and say, man, you guys are having a great time. For some reason, I don't have that time. I went through so many years of my life in serving God where I was like, I don't understand why all these people are happy. I don't understand what they're getting. I don't hear from God. You imagine going to church for so many years and you're like, I don't hear from God. 
And people tell, yes, you did. You remember God told you this? Yes, you did. But for some reason, I was waiting for like an audible voice to talk to me. So hey, God said, do this, Joshua, and you'll be okay. Like, I'm waiting for that. But not realizing that all through the word, he speaks to me. And because I wasn't reading the word, I wasn't hearing from him. Last week, we talked about when the Holy Spirit comes. He said, I will bring remembrance to all the things that the, that the Lord taught. And he's our helper. And if I read the word, as I started to study the word and read about it and try to read stories that kind of like connected to what I was going through, when a trial came, the Holy Spirit began to remind me of those scriptures. But in those scriptures, I still had a choice to make. I still had a choice to say, you know what, am I going to follow this or go back to what I already know? Because I spent, even though I was going to church, I was still this lame man sitting on the outside. Waiting and begging God. Please change, change me, change me. And all I had was a bunch of lame excuses. To be lame, you know, it talks about there's an there's a, a injury or a crippleness to your, to your body that's preventing you from walking. And I felt from the Spirit of God, I said, there's a lot of things in our lives that are preventing us from walking. Walking the way that God has, from entering the gate. The Bible says, I believe in John, I want to turn to, excuse me. Lee, how do you get the, the thing from the side off? How do you do that? Oh, I forgot, I got it. See, the Holy Spirit remind me just to tap. Um, I'm going to read the scripture real quick. I don't have it. Do I have it? Um, no, I don't. No, I don't have it. It's a word. Whatever. I'm going to read this real quick. It says, this is found in, this is the battle we go through constantly in our walk with God. He said, this, remember in, in Matthew when Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane and um, the disciples were falling asleep and he was like, don't fall asleep, you know? He says this in 26, 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I need you to understand today that our flesh is weak. And if we live a life that we're constantly lame, living outside that gate and doing what we constantly know, we will realize that we will fail at everything we're trying to do in Christ. Everything we're trying to succeed in, everything we're trying to do and trying to connect. Like, you can hear the word all day long. I'll be real with you. I'm, I'm 42 years old. And this man's been out here 40. I can't imagine being out there for 42 years begging for change. You ever see those guys? I, I take the, the Bruckner coming home, and I'm at Hunts Point. And um, these guys come to the car, right? And I, 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 I observe who I'm going to give money to if I'm going to give something. So when the guy is, like, dazed out coming to me, he ain't getting nothing from me. I'll be real. I'm not going to give him nothing. He's going to continue to do what he's doing. But imagine one day you asking for change, you asking for change, and two men come all over, come come to you with that with the power to change you. Can you I, I I thought about when I read the scripture, I was like, yo, Peter and John, was that the first time they went into the temple? This guy's been there for 42 years. They might have seen him once in a blue moon going through there. But being full with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, that moment that seemed like a, a normal day, everything was about to change. My thing for you today is this. How long do you want to stay in this place of being lame? A lot of us come to church every, every week, every Sunday and stuff like that, and they hear the word of God, but it, it, it never connects. And maybe there's a wound that you have that's causing you to, to not move forward. Maybe there's something in the past that happened to you. Maybe it was a, a church hurt. Maybe for some reason, I hear a lot. One of the things I kept hearing a lot lately in the church is that 
I don't hear God talking to me. I don't hear from the Lord. I don't hear him talking to me. How do you know if God's talking to me? How do you know if he's speaking? The first thing is learning the word. Because he will always confirm what the word is. If the flesh is willing, right? Right? But the, the, the flesh is not willing, but the spirit is, but the flesh is weak. There's a constant battle going between our flesh and the spirit of God. So I remember that testimony my brother gave the other day, right? Where he was, uh, some lady threw trash in your garden. Was he a garden? She threw trash in his garden, something like that. And I think 90% of us and 99% of us would have been like, you know what, just take the trash. I know my wife will help me do this. Take the trash and throw it back on their garbage. And then watch them to see when they come out so we can flip out. But in that moment, he had a choice in the flesh. Either I'm going to respond this way or I'm going to try to do the right thing. And if the flesh is weak and the flesh desires to do wrong, then who was speaking to him to tell him to do the right thing? Was that his own nature? Because his own conscience could only last for so long. There's only so much your conscience can take when something bad is happening to you. But when the spirit of the Lord is in you and living inside of you, there are things that are able to happen that you cannot do in your own strength. So if I'm walking this walk and I'm constantly in this place outside the gate, I need the Holy Spirit to come and help me. For so long, myself and probably many of us are sitting out here saying, I want change. Please change, change, change. Change and change. And I believe one day, and this today is just that day where the Holy Spirit is going to come as the helper. Because if it was to, when Peter and John came and said, um, silver and gold, I have not. Can you, can you imagine you asking for money and somebody says, I don't got that? So he said, what, you, what are you going to give me? What I have, this is what I have. Get up in the name of Jesus and walk. And because that man for so long, all he knew was to sit there and not be moved. You know what, the, what, 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 Peter, what, what Peter did and what the Holy Spirit does for us? He extends his hand to us to help us. Where I can't walk, Lord God, where I can't do this, where I can't get through this situation, where I don't know how to deal with this place, I don't know how to deal with my, my frustrations. One of the things I dealt with a lot, a lot, is anger and bitterness. I dealt with so much anger, and it had me in a place that was crippled. Not able to receive at the fullness of what God had for me. And then one day I had a dream, and in the dream my father says, I'm going to repay you, I'm going to repay you. This is important to know the word so that the Holy Spirit can remind you so you know what he's talking about. And he says, I'm going to repay you. I'm going to repay you. And I was talking to the leadership in the dream. And I said, all I had to do was let go of anger and bitterness and he would repay me. And I was jumping around being so excited. And in the dream, they were looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, he's going to repay me. He's going to repay me. So when I woke up, I, I found the scripture where it says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay and when I moved out the way and said, you know, Lord, I don't want to be angry no more. Do you, though you get angry as a human emotion, but, but you have to be quick to understand and say, where is this going to take me? Because it's either going to get me to blow up on somebody or I'm going to realize, say, you know what? I'm angry at this moment, something, this, something, but I'm, Lord, help me in this moment to do the right thing. But when you're not wise and you're not conscious of what's happening or you're not being alert, what happens is you'll blow up. And I blew up a thousand million times. I told a story a thousand times when I almost beat up a husband, a wife, and a child in the street. Remember when I almost, they almost ran out of the car? <laughs> and I was so angry. I was always angry. I didn't know why. But there were wounds in me that I couldn't let go of. And when the spirit came, he said, if you let go of those things, I will, do, I will work on your behalf. 
And I began to see God work on my behalf and say, you know what? I'm not going to, what you want, the vengeance you want, that's not what I'm going to do. What I'm actually going to do is turn that person's life around. The one who done you wrong, I'm going to change them and you're going to find fellowship with that people. And there was people that were against me and my wife as enemies and it became our best friends. Because I made decisions like my brother did not to act up, not to act a fool, but to let it go and say, Lord, you take vengeance. What is it today that you see in your life that has you lame? Is it excuses? I hear a lot of lame excuses when it comes to church. Why we don't do certain things. If you have a lack of understanding, that's one thing, right? If you have, um, 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 you're busy, I understand. Like, but some people make so many excuses to why they don't do the right thing. If you choose to follow Christ, if you choose to seek Jesus and you say, you know, Lord, I want to go your way. I want to do your will. So Holy Spirit, come and help me accomplish the things that I cannot accomplish in my own flesh. There's a moment when God comes and he says, you know what? Reach out. I want to assist you in what to, what to, get, to get out of your situation. I want you to, to come into the present. If Jesus, they say Jesus is the gate and those who come into it will find, will find freedom and find pasture to come in and out. If Jesus is the gate, I want to enter into that gate. I want to enter into that fellowship with him. And how I enter with that fellowship is not only reading the word, but it's through the Holy Spirit. And for weeks we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just this being that gives you power like Popeye, you get spinach. And every time Brutus comes along, you know, if you don't know what Popeye is, Brutus is the bad guy. If Brutus comes along, I need to eat the spinach, you know, to overcome that situation. That is not just the Holy Spirit's work. He is the helper and the person that's going to sit with you. He is God and the Trinity and he's living inside of us that's going to help us to overcome the things we cannot do. And, and create us to be sanctified, to be who God has called us to be, that we cannot do in our own strength. If we come to church every day and we're praising and seeking God, it's like, why am I not changing? Why rely on the Holy Spirit? Read your word and say, Lord, I want you to show me in the word what I'm feeling right now. I always say, that I think the best thing that happened in the world is Google. I don't know all the scriptures. <laughs> So Holy Spirit's not going to remind me of something I don't know. So I go to Google. Where in the Bible it says this? And I begin to search those things and read those things and seek those things. And the Holy Spirit is able to say, when a trial comes, he goes, Joshua, remember this. Now, I don't hear a voice saying Joshua and like from heaven and stuff like that. But it's almost like in your conscience. Because in my heart, in my flesh, I want to do the wrong thing. So when I hear in my mind says, Joshua, don't do that, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. If you never thought the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he's the one that's telling you not to punch somebody in the face. Right? He's not telling you when the guy cuts you off to follow him half time. It's the things I do. <laughs> follow him down the highway. Speed up. Your car is faster than his. Get him. <laughs> that's the flesh talking. When the Holy Spirit, when I'm in the car with my wife and she's like, honk him, honk him. And I was like, no, today I don't feel like honking. That's the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm just trying to show up, you know, like better than you nah. but it's that place you need to know that the Holy Spirit is always speaking to you and you can identify it by one the word of God because how does this line up with the word I feel like somebody's telling me you know sometimes God is you, you say Lord I want this job you want a job to, this is a job you're going to go to but sometimes that happens I tell a story one time when I needed a job and uh, they never called me and I had a dream I, I, we dream a lot so I had a dream and I saw the person that I was speaking to on the phone she just ignored me and kept driving and then the boss, I see the boss, and she says, we've been trying to get in contact with you. Give us a call. So I woke up in the morning and tell my wife, yo, I had a dream about that job. I didn't even know these people, but I seen them in the interview. And I end up calling and say, hey. And when I picked up the phone and say, hey, we've been trying to get in contact with you. 
Sometimes it will be dreams like that, but other times it's in soft, subtle situations. Like I said, when you're about to flip out, and the Holy Spirit will be like, don't, don't do that. In your nature, you have to understand the difference. Your fleshly nature always wants to do what the flesh wants to do. But there's a war going on in the spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, I don't want that for you. That's not going to perfect you. That's not going to take you to the place where Christ wants you. So if you will listen to those things, you will see that he's speaking to you. He drawed you when you came to Christ. How many people served Jesus and said yes to Jesus in their lives? And for those who didn't, you know what the Holy Spirit does? He convicts us of our sin and he lets us know our need for Jesus. When we accept Jesus, what he does, he guides us and helps us now how to live for him. And he still convicts us because, you know, even though we're Christians, we still live outside the gate. We still only know one way of living, right? So his job is to perfect us to what we're supposed to be. Our participation is saying, you know what? I'm going to learn of you and see what your life is like and what that life is like. But you will help me and build me up and remind me how to live that way. That's what the Holy Spirit wants from us in this place. He doesn't want us to be lame anymore and sitting at this gate waiting and wondering what it will be like if I follow Jesus. What would it be like if I enter into his promises and all the good things he has for me? I'm 42 years old, and I cannot imagine sitting out a gate 42. Anyway, I went to Israel, so it's hot in the desert. Can you imagine out there begging for change all the time, change? And one thing that the Holy Spirit does, he gives you power. So if I was to take in the, in the thing of money and just begging for change, the, power, the Holy Spirit would give you power to gain wealth. So even if he was just asking for money, I'm going to give you ability so you can go get a job, so you need to get up and walk in the name of Jesus. If you're looking for a job and you're looking for finance that God will bless you, God will give you the power. Sometimes we always wait for it. just a check in the mail or some miracle to pop up or, oh, I fall down. I remember one time I was at Yankee Stadium. I threw up. I was eating something that made me throw up and I found $20. It's not always going to be like that. Yeah, you're always going to stumble on a million dollars. I remember this cop told me one time, he's like, you know, I wish I found a, a, a bag full of drugs and money because no one's looking for that money. And I'm like, I, I don't want things like that. I want, to, I want the Lord just to give me the ability to go get a job. So if you don't have a job, ask the Holy Spirit to empower you to go get, to get gain wealth with a talent, with a dream, or a skill. That's how the Holy Spirit works. He'll help you as you get up and go do something. So even though he told the man to get up, he assisted him on how to get up. Peter grabbed his hand and said, get up in the name of Jesus. And then when you do that, when you begin to trust the Holy Spirit, and you trust that walk, people around you are going to be like, isn't that Joshua, the one that was going to run somebody over with a car? Isn't that Joshua that always heard him yelling all the time, flipping out? They'll look at you, remember where you came from, but they don't recognize the person anymore. And the reason for that was because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit changed that man in an instant. And no one could say, I, I, I know that guy for so many years. And it was almost shock and amazement that that happened. The Holy Spirit wants to do that for each one of our lives today. He wants to change us in a way where, where people don't even recognize us no more. They may know, oh, that's Pito from the street. But you don't act like Pito from the street no more. That's Susie, um, Sleazy, Sleazy Susie. I gotta say something. You hear? So it reminds me not to say crazy things. Sleazy Susie, but that, but she for some reason she's not that same person anymore. When you allow the Holy Spirit to do the work, everything changes. Remember that was the sermon yesterday. Everything changes when you allow the Holy Spirit to do it. But we must do our part. You must do your part. We can't come to church. I I. I 
you know, as leaders, we see things all the time. We're not, I'm not judging you and trying to put pressure on people to do certain things or join ministries. I don't want you to be busy. I don't want you to be busy in the, in the things of God. To be like when they have Mary and Martha when they were arguing and Mary was, was, was so busy. Oh, Jesus, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. And she was just sitting at Jesus' feet. He's like, yo, she knows what it's supposed to be like. The Holy Spirit, God, Christ wants you to sit at his feet and enjoy him. He doesn't want you to get busy with a thousand things. But you're still inside dark. You're still inside feeling lonely and lost. He wants to restore you today. He wants to take action in your life. He wants to change your sickness into healing. Your frustration and, and, and confusion. He wants to bring light and wisdom and understanding. You cannot walk this walk on your own strength. Take it from anybody here that's been walking with Jesus for a long time. You will sit at the gate for the rest of your life if you don't trust the Holy Spirit to do the work that you cannot do. And it comes that moment where you get up. It's that comes that moment. I can't believe I got up that easy. Amen. My knees be shot. That's 42 years. It comes a moment in your life where you get up. And I believe the Holy Spirit is telling you to get up today and walk. We've been walking around limp, struggling. I'm not making fun of nobody, but I'm saying like we walk around limp. And it's these things, and sometimes it's sin in our lives that's hindering us. And I can't get rid of this sin. And we make excuses. Oh, no, this is just a thorn on my side. That's why I keep doing it. No, 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 it's a choice you're making. You're doing the wrong thing. And you can't stop. Can I be real with you? You cannot stop in your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit to come and say, give me the strength. Give me self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Give me self-control so I won't act in this way no more. Help me not to be angry no, Lord, no more, Lord God. You know what the Holy Spirit will do when you're angry? He'll show you where you're hurt. When you're angry all the time, I was angry all the time, I was hurt. And every time something happened, it just add hurt and hurt and hurt. And I became more angry and more angry. And every time I wanted to have a relationship and friendship, it was like a, a chaining board. Now every time I took a step, it was smack him in the head. And I needed to be free. And the Holy Spirit, yo, you're my beloved. And Jesus is saying that. And the Holy Spirit is saying that to you today. You are my beloved. I love you. I got better for you. This is not it. If you think you've been coming to church for a long time and you haven't really experienced anything, I'm telling you, that is not it. When you get a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. He directs you. He empowers you. He comforts you when you're broken. When no one's there and you're alone and you're sitting at that gate, you feel alone. No one understands you. The Holy Spirit understands you. And he's listening to you on your prayers. And he's listening to you things you're crying out. And you're asking for things. But you know God thinks above and beyond what you can imagine and hope for. You could be asking for change. And he's like, you know what, I got, I got, I got, I got a better thing for you. Lord, I need hope in my life. God said, I'm going to do something even better for you. I believe in the spirit. God's about to do something better for you than you imagine. And I'm not just hocus pocus. It's not hocus pocus stuff. When you say yes to Jesus, because I'm going to make an altar call in the end. And the thing is, just like when Peter extended his hand, Jesus is extending his hand to you guys today. And he's telling you to get up and walk. Get up and walk the journey that I have for you. I'm going to be right with you. I, I, I tell my wife, I like, I like music and stuff like that, so... Even worldly songs, I get like visions and stuff. And Bobby Brown, he said, every little step I take, every little step I take, we'll be together. The Holy Spirit told me that this morning. Every little step you take, I'm going to be with you. We'll be together throughout this journey. You're not alone. 
You are not alone in your situation. You may, no one knows maybe what you're going through, but you're not alone. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how to get you out of your situation. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how to provide for you. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how to heal you. He knows exactly if you put your trust in God, he will show his, himself off on your life. And as you walk in the daily life of, of I don't know, it's almost like things are boring. You know, that's the word I hear all the time, I'm bored. You have kids, so my kids say, I'm bored. I'm bored. You're bored? I didn't have, I had Nintendo. I had, to, I had to wait till my brother finished the game. You guys, I got five systems, internet. We got Hulu. I, I spent so much money on Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. I said, you go watch a cartoon, watch a TV show, or pray or something, you know? Read a book, draw. You know, we have all these things we try to think. But you know why sometimes we get bored? It's because we don't have Jesus fulfilling those desires in our hearts. And something's missing in our lives at times. There are things that are missing. We're like, I don't know how to fill it, so I'm going to fill it with some other stuff. And the problem is with a lot of us is because we've been living outside the gate for so long, we fill it with weed and drinks and and beer and sex and drugs and all these type of things, clubbing and living that life. And we're standing on the line. We're standing like a threshold saying, "I, I, I want Jesus, but I don't know how to get Jesus sometimes. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to walk this walk. I don't know how to do you. God wants you to be who you are and let the Holy Spirit make you until he wants you to be. Don't be like me. I don't have a carbon copy. I can't be like nobody else. I got to be me. If I got to be silly, I'm silly. That's who I am. Who are you in Christ? What is it that God wants to take away and chip off of your life? What do you want to keep for his glory? You have to be willing today to say, no, Holy Spirit, I want to, I, I want to, I want to take this chance. I want to walk with you. I need your help. And the Holy Spirit will not leave you stranded. The Holy Spirit will not leave you feeling like you was confused. You don't know what to do. Matter of fact, he's going to begin to speak in your life. Maybe some of you guys right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And you don't know if it's him or not. Is this you? If it's good, it's him. And I don't mean good, like in your, sinful good. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I want to be with that woman and she's not my wife. You know, I'm not talking about that. You, sometimes the moral definition is a little bit off, you know. But when it comes to Christ, according to the word, I'm going to read Galatians real quick. Here's some, here's some little, um, I hate, you know, I'm like so not tech savvy. One second. Why do I keep shutting off? All right. Um, Galatians 5, 22 to 25. George read this yesterday, last week, Pastor George. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. In the flesh, we can find love, but it's only to a certain extent, especially when it comes to people we don't like. To find love for people. I, I, one of the things God taught me to do, he's like, when you're someone hard and you know how to deal with it, pray for mercy for them and pray for mercy for yourself. So when I, ha- when I, when I can't stand somebody, which is, happens all the time for people, right? I'm like, Lord, I can't stand this person. Like, but Lord, give, give them mercy and give me mercy to love them. And when I start doing that, that, that wall breaks down. That street wall, that, that hanging in, in, the, in the gate, you know, trying to survive wall just breaks down. I begin to have mercy. And it says um, joy. That word joy, I don't know. That's not getting in the ghetto definition. Joy, right? You say happy. I'm happy because something happened. But to have that fullness of joy that I'm in the midst of problems, even in the midst of struggles, even in the midst when things should be all going hell breaking loose, for some reason, I'm all right. That's the joy of the Lord, which the Holy Spirit brings. Peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
Against such thing there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the fle- flesh with its passions and desi- desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. If you're going to live by Jesus, you have to walk by the Spirit of God. And according to that way, that's the way we need to live. But we cannot do that in our own strengths. We need the Holy Spirit. So I want to make an offer to you today. Just like that lame man, when many of us are lame and lame us are, are broken in our walks and we're hurt. And you know what you're going through. You know what you're happy. You know what's preventing you from receiving the goodness of God and, and everything that he has in store for you. I make the offer to say that in the name of Jesus today, I ask that you will walk. And the Holy Spirit, when you say to decide, say, yes, take me. I want to go where you're going. I want to go where you're taking me. I want to take you to take me in the desires of my heart and desires that you have for me. You're gonna, the Holy Spirit is going to grab you by your spiritual hand and pull you up and say, walk. And he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to let you do himself. The only way you feel like sometimes when you feel abandoned is when you walk away from God. If you decide in that moment, say, you know what, I want to do this my way. I want to do it this way. You're gonna, there's going to be repercussions. I'm not to say that when you follow Jesus, there's no trials and tribulations. It seems like hell breaks loose when you say yes to Jesus. But where, where, where sin abounds, much more grace abounds. So God got a plan. The Holy Spirit has a plan. When the enemy tries to come and pray, I don't want to Jesus. More bad things are going to happen. Watch how much grace falls on you. Watch how much favor happens to you. Watch how you sit in the midst of your enemies and he prepares a table for you. How blessed you are in those hard situations. It's better with Jesus. The reason why sometimes we go through life and say, I don't have no problems like the enemy. You're not a threat to the enemy. When you say yes to Jesus, you become a threat. Because he knows you're about to turn the world upside down. So I want to ask you to stand today. I'm going to read that quote again that I read in the beginning. How long have you been waiting? You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you've been waiting for God and you're waiting for things and it makes you sick inside, your heart becomes sick. It's like, man, when is this ever going to happen? When is this ever going to change? And you try to make things happen in your own strength, you end up becoming more depressed and anxiety and stressed out. But I say this quote again. If God is making you wait, then be prepared today to receive more than what you asked for. So whatever you're asking for, God's about to give you more. Amen? So I want to extend this to you right now. This is just, you know, sometimes we say prayer in your seats and stuff like that. But we're talking about walking. <laughs> That's a physical thing to do. That's an action thing. It's not just a spiritual thing. But I have to walk this walk out. I have to take the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, help me with every situation. Help me with my attitude. Help me with my, my relationship with you. Help me to pray. Help me with my unbelief. Help me to seek you. Help me to understand you. If you're willing to do that today, I'm going to ask you to come up to the front. No one's going to come pray, but I just want to ask you to come to the front. The Holy Spirit wants to do something for you. Something you have not done in your own strength. If you want to stay there, it's fine. I'm not making you feel any bad. But the fact of the matter is, the Holy Spirit could do it there too. But I want you to make a, 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 a like we talk about declaration and make a stance in front of everybody. Because if I live out in the corner, if I live out in the corner, oh my God. If I live out in the gate for so long, we'd be mad street, right? But we come to church, we become scared. And we become afraid to step forward. And we're afraid to say, I don't want anybody. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm telling you, I'm not fine. I was, I was crying to my wife the other day. I said, I can't do this without the Holy Spirit. I can't walk this walk without the Holy Spirit. I'm just like you. You get bored sometimes. You get frustrated sometimes. You feel like, man, ain't th- this ain't changing. 
I pray, I pay my tithes. Why this ain't changing? Why this one gets, why Julio that doesn't do nothing gets all this stuff? You, I'll be like that sometimes. I'll be jealous and angry. And God's like saying, wait. Because what you're asking for maybe like what the other people have, but I'm about to do more for you. He's about to take you 20 steps from walking to leaping in just a, in just a, a short time. Because you make a decision, right? So let's surrender. Worship to me. Oh, yeah, I think help already. I just want you to raise your hands. Matter of fact, raise one hand. As a sign that the Holy Spirit is going to grab that hand and pull you to the, to, the, to the next step of your journey. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you have your way right now. You see everyone raising their hands in this place, Father. You see everyone that's in need, everyone that's confused, everyone that's questioning, Lord. Are you real? Are you real? If you're real, do this. If you're real, do that. Holy Spirit, I ask as they seek you out. You say, seek first the kingdom. All these things shall be added to them, Lord. As they seek your kingdom and they seek your goodness out, they seek your mercy. They seek your peace in the storm. I pray that you will grab their hand, Lord, and take them to the next step of their journey. Prepare their hearts right now, Lord God, for everything you have in store for them. I thank you, Lord, they're not alone in their journey. They're not alone in their struggle. I come against shame and frustration right now in the name of Jesus. I come against, oh Lord, I actually forgive us, Holy Spirit, for being disobedient every time you spoke to us and we said no to you. I pray you would teach them, Lord. You said, Holy Spirit, you said you would teach them all things. So I pray you would teach them everything they need to know to follow you, how to follow you, how to live for you, how to seek you. What this looks like, what does that relationship look like? I pray you draw close to them, Lord, like never before. That they will know, Lord God, that you are real. That you're not this ghost in the air and a thing that we're hoping for that seems good, but you're a real God that does real things. I pray you break every single chain from the generations of hanging outside the, the, the gates and living a certain way, Lord God, that's not pleasing to you. I pray you break those chains in the name of Jesus. You said you'll do the work in us, Lord God. You said that you will perfect us. You said you will heal us. You said you will show us the way. Show them the way, Lord God. I pray you will relieve the burden off their shoulders right now that they have to do so much in order to receive you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in you, Lord God, they find freedom, Lord, to walk in you. Freedom to seek you. Freedom to be around you. They surrender to you today. We surrender to you today, Lord. And believe that you're doing a good work in us, Lord God. And you will complete it, Lord God, to the day of Jesus Christ. I speak peace over you guys in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in their lives. I thank you for the lives that you are touching in this place. I want to declare over you when you leave this place that you are not alone. And he knows all things that you're going through. And he has a way and a plan to get you out of it. He has a plan to, to bless you, to give you a hope in the future. And everything you went to was never to harm you. It was to draw you closer to him. So I speak peace over your lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't leave. Just stay right there. I want to leave with a song of joy in our hearts. It's a song, a new song we brought last week, but I believe it's so fitting for this, for this message. Just kind of bring this home. It's called Glorious Day. God called you out of darkness into the light. Can we sing this together? Come on.
called my name, Lord. I ran out of that grave, oh God, and I'm grateful to you, oh God. We love you, Jesus. Have your in through us, oh God. Father, we release your people, Father, under your security, your protection, oh God, under that new anointing over their lives, Father, to be ministers of righteousness, oh God. You are blessed, so go ahead and be a blessing. Have a wonderful week.